everyone, and welcome to this month's installment of the Multiversity Manga Club. I'm your host, Emily, and as always, I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Zach and Walter. And my dog, Shaking. What's going on, guys? Not much. Uh, yep, our, we're, we're recording a bit earlier this time, so our dog is a bit more active than when we normally record. So you might hear, like, the clacking of... Uh, Feet dog paws this is a very this is a very shapes. high quality production so yeah. you're gonna get all of the sound effects very professional here <laughs> your, your dog's just excited that it's golden week yes exactly yeah. um how's everything going with you zach it is swell it's just can't complain always good when you can't complain <laughs> i could i can but i won't I mean, there are certainly enough things to complain about. There are some things. But like politics, am I right? Politics I, were really, really bad this month, I thought. They were, they were maybe better. <laughs> but we don't want to get specific and have our listeners think that we actually have views, so we're just going to be really... I just think politics are bad. <laughs> politics of any kind. Yeah, I was going to say bad. really vague about everything. <laughs> because we don't want to talk too much about our personal lives, because no one cares as we've surmised by this point i mean my personal life's really interesting i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> oh well shall we jump into this month's book let's do it yeah so uh for the month of april we read uh the first two volumes of the girl from the other side by nagabe and um not to beat around the bush too much but i I kind of wish we had read a little bit more than two volumes because I kind of realized that those went by really fast and they left us on a pretty nasty cliffhanger. Um, but I still think we'll have plenty to talk about, even if we didn't really end in the most ideal place. So um, just to throw the ball to you guys uh, first, um, what do you think? Um, first impressions on the atmosphere, the art, the... Uh, a little bit of um, kind of character work we got. Um, I thought the art was just fantastic. It was gorgeous. Um, the plot yes. I thought was a little thin. That was my initial estimation. Yeah, they seem to be kind of going on a pretty bare bare bones plot, and um, the I think the. Um, I guess the meat of the story so far of what we read is like the relationship between Shiva and the teacher. But, and you're starting to get little hints of what the kind of driving narrative force is. But yeah, um, the first two volumes were, I guess, a little slim in that area, but I still really enjoyed them. And yeah, you're right. The art is like very, pretty much the kind of quintessence of, I guess, the dark fairy tale kind of style. Though not super, super, you know, like scary or anything, but definitely grim. It's, it's, a, it's a, you know, you mentioned that um, maybe we should have read more. Kind of like when we did Berserk, in Emily's case, um, I did read more. I instantly had to have more. I got, there are currently four volumes out in publication. Uh, fifth one is coming in September, I believe. Uh, something yeah. around then. And I, you know, was instantly after finishing the second volume, I was like, I got to get the rest. I love this. Um, uh, yeah, this is kind of your wheelhouse. This is very much my kind of thing. Uh, I, I've always had like a big interest in uh, one term I've heard used. I don't know if this is like commonly like a common academic term or whatever, but like second world fantasy, you know, fantasy where the focus is the idea of like crossing up sort of boundary into another world. You know, the mo- right. one of the more like, you know, common examples of this would be like Narnia or mm-hmm. uh, Neverland, something. Right. Now, in those cases, of course, you have like something that resembles the real world that you're crossing into from. But right. even stuff like this, where the, the society that Shiva is from, um, obviously that's a fantasy one too, but right. there's still this like nature of crossing a boundary you know, from the inside to the outside. Right. It looks like more of a typical kind of 
uh, European medieval setting right. kind of world. And um, as far as I could tell, though, the world of the demons are, well, they're not really demons. They're called the outsiders. Um, I mean, demons, I guess, kind of shorthand for how they look, but. Um, I think they're probably supposed to resemble more like the classical idea like, of uh, like fae. Yeah. Like, like um, spirits that are not necessarily benign. Well, yeah. Of. Like, you know, pixies, fairies, all that. Yeah. Um, um, but but the, the world of the outsiders, um, doesn't, as far as I can tell, doesn't really look that, I mean, have we actually ever, have we crossed over to that? I'm not, I was a little unsure about that as I was reading. I wasn't sure. Cause it's not, yeah. yeah, it's hard to tell. Um, I kind of think, um, well, I mean, maybe at the very lake. least, maybe, yeah, the lake is what I was going to say. But also, it seems like there's a delineation between where the, I guess, like, quote unquote, normal humans are and mm-hmm. where um, the teacher and Shiva are. I don't know. Right. Right. There's this, it, it's less, like, obvious than, like, going through a wardrobe or um, flying through the sky to some new place yeah in that sense it's kind of more the like classical um you know kind of when you see in like you know celtic myth and stuff this idea of like you can like accidentally with not uh knowing kind of cross into the realm of the kind of fairy um and this is more like that i think that the boundaries are in this sense, what is the inside and what is the outside is kind of more arbitrary and you don't quite know. Yeah. Obviously when you're in one and when you're in the other or where you're kind of like in the bleed between the two. Right. Kind of like you don't really know what the deal with Shiva is. I mean, is she cursed? Um, Because as far as I could tell, according to the, I mean, according to the, insiders the regular looking people she was but she gets touched by the outsider that invades their cottage and she seems fine so i'm not really sure i mean it could be a gradual thing and she was already cursed or actually wait wasn't there a revelation at the end of the second volume about that i forget exactly i'm not sure but it does seem a little ambiguous as to the whole like like what what constitutes world crossing and that's fine Yeah. um, Well, and we also don't, at least, you know, okay, so to the point where I got at the end of the second volume, we don't really know if there is a curse, actually. I mean, we we know that there's something because the teacher, uh, does he have a name too? No, I think he just calls him teacher. Yeah, so far it's just teacher. Um, You know, he talks about the changes that he, I guess, like went through at one time. Um, But it's it seems at least like there's some doubt about whether or not there is actually even a curse. Right. That can be, that can at least be spread by like touch, I guess. Yeah. Having, having read ahead, I'm going to have to watch some of the things that (laughs) I You're going to have to, um, yeah, hold your tongue. (laughs) But, but the, uh, the other, you know, you mentioned Zach, that the art is just, fantastic um yeah it's really great i agree wholeheartedly uh what it what it particularly reminds me of it's not so much like the actual like exact look um but i are either of you familiar with the um picture book artist edward gory a little bit from you (laughs) so so he's uh, he's this guy who um some of his like he does like kind of dark children's books um but not some of them aren't even like you know you they're picture books but they're not for children um not like com- not comics but actual picture books of like you know a single static image well, um, comics aren't for kids anymore so that's right manga's not Biff, for kids Biff pal yeah <laughs> um so his probably his most famous one is um i believe it's called the gashley crumb tinies it's like an it's an alphabet book. Um, oh yeah, I think that's like his that, most famous thing, right? Yeah, it's 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 like um, an alphabet book of all like these like kids' names. Like every A is for Anne, um, B is for Bob, or I, I don't know, I don't remember the actual names. But each of them are like 
Um, these are all about like, you know, kids who were killed or died somehow. So it's like A is for Anne. Uh, right. Murdered with an axe or something like that. Um, right. That's probably his most famous <laughs> one. That is twisted. That's twi- That's extremely twisted. Did the Joker write that? Is Edward you know, Gorey the Joker? You know, could have been. But <laughs> but he has this um this the artistic style, I don't think it's not like the actual line work is like extremely similar. Um but I think they in their use of um kind of so like in for example how the teacher is drawn, uh, the teacher it was mostly solid black mass um, with just so you can like barely see the features of like the suit uh, of his face. You can kind of see his eyes pretty His well. eyes, um, stuff like that. Um, but kind of, there's kind of like a purposeful imperfection in how like the black is done where you can see like the individual. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like their faces look really undefined. Right. Like, I mean, his is the most defined face, but that's because we're supposed to relate to him more and like him more and then the other ones don't really have right. any it, kind of like it's not like say you know where you know mike mignola and you know western comics when he does like uh his like very distinctive shading style where there's a big block of black ink you know that's all very meticulously you don't like see the you just see the black ink whereas here you know you see still like the pen strokes and Edward Gorey does that kind of thing too, even though the like specific uh, look is quite different. I think it it manages to evoke a very similar mood, this kind of yeah. um, eeriness. Um, there's another one, I forget its name. You know, it's not quite as like extreme as the Gashley <laughs> Chrome Tinies, that it's just about this like weird like penguin-like monster that is just kind of like living in um, this family's house and just causing a mess and there's nothing like gratuitous i forget the name of that one um the uninvited guest something something along those lines but you know it's kind of it it kind of evokes a similar feel to this where minus like maybe one or two scenes there isn't anything like particularly gory or particularly scary um but there's still just like this like sense of unease yeah like nothing you're not really on edge while you're reading it necessarily but there'll be scenes where you're like oh you know you're you're kind of there's kind of like a low key not really dread but it's just kind of grim throughout the entire thing um softly grim maybe it's it it does kind of like the art style you know doesn't really have like very sharp edges it's kind of like especially when you see Shiva, like she's very cute and pure looking, which you know fits with her role in the narrative. Um, but yeah, the art definitely serves that the um, the atmosphere really well. Right, and there's the contrast of whereas you know the uh, teacher is this you know massive uh, pen strokes, um, Shiva is kind of drawn with it seeming often with seemingly as little you know lines as possible to, yeah to get that you know that softness kind of that wispy you yeah. well not, not yeah but i mean like kind of just she's very floaty happy girl right, despite yeah. she looks a lot different than the like when she goes into the woods she's just like kind of stands out really starkly from the background and, absolutely yeah um i also i also felt that and part of part of what um made this kind of feel a bit different than some of the other stuff that we more frequently talk about that particularly, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, shonen manga, um, where you see a lot more artists there. I feel like you see a lot of panels on a page. This, I felt yeah. a lot, a lot was done with, uh, pages that had maybe just four, three panels, I think, mm. sometimes even two, I think. Yeah. And so it kind of, it kind of like, made it more atmospheric. Yeah. Yeah, um, like, I got a really good sense for, like, the house I felt like that they lived in. Yeah. The shack felt like a, um, kind of a nice lived-in space. And, like, for some reason, the space, like, n- nothing about the art style, I mean, I mean, it, it looks nothing like this, but, like, the kind of the space they were in kind of reminds me of, like, Sleeping Beauty. I don't know why, but, like, the shack that Aurora lived in, I just kind of got that feeling, which... Which, again, you know, like, art styles are worlds apart, but it felt 
kind of homey despite you know this kind of grim outer world and 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 these you know these um threats facing both of them yeah it was also very dialogue sparse as well too yeah yeah pretty much yeah it was a lot was told through just little actions and um kind of domestic little domestic moments between them which were which were pretty cute mm-hmm. yeah but between all that it makes it a very quick read so i definitely yeah. get what you guys were saying about just oh you know that's that's it kind of yeah, yeah. and when i said that the plot was thin it's not that like what's going on right, right. Interesting, right. but it, it is just like i think a it, very yeah um, it feels more like an exercise in like mood and atmosphere than like yeah, let's have yeah. a very concrete story where you know exactly what's going on and everything's explained you know it, it 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 i think and that's that's good that it's not that it's not like that i think i think that really fits what it seems to be going for yeah i agree i will say you know having like i said having read a little bit ahead it does kind of get a little bit more focus in the next mm-hmm. couple of volumes so yeah, I, do, I do feel these like first two are kind of more about establishing that mood. And it looks like from there on, it's going to get more. The other thing I kind of liked was, um, cause I, I saw that, um, at the end of the volumes, there was usually kind of a little sort of humorous little aside, right? but they weren't really that funny. You know what I mean? Like it was never, they never felt so wacky that like, Oh, I could never imagine this actually happening. Yeah. Um, so I guess the one with the outsiders kicking the head around was kind of weird, <laughs> but they were kind of, they, they were kind of like dogs. I mean, yeah. the kind of gradual, um, I guess ranks of these outsiders, like there are these kind of dog like ones that don't really speak very coherently. Then there's the one that, uh, Shiva and the teacher were following who invaded their shack, who was a little more intelligent. And then there's teacher who's pretty much like a human. He just looks like, like an outsider. He is an outsider. <laughs> I forget if there's a specific term for the, like, you know, kind of humorous little strips at the end sometimes. Um, um, I forget. Um, but yeah, I, I get what you're saying about how it didn't feel too out of place. Yeah. Like the first, so the first time I ever read a manga that had those, I, again, I, I think there's a specific name that's escaping me. Is it a Japanese word? I, I think so. Omake? Uh, I don't know. I don't want to but, say it wrong. But, but anyway, um, the first the first one I read was like a um, when I got those Gundam Wing comics that were like just like a straight up. Those were a I, thing. I think I think they're just an adaptation of of the, the show. show. Um, and oh. so th- they had similar like you know little strips in the back, and it was, it was like, like hero and duo, and they're doing fun things. Yeah, of but it was of course like extremely silly, and like it didn't feel. And I think there were, you know, there were some in uh, when we read Oran too. Yes, there were. Um, yeah. Now, of course, they fit in fine with Oran. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Um, I feel like they're more common to see in like a comedy manga more so than something right. serious. But yeah, well, like, I guess I guess Finland Saga had them too. That's true. Finland Saga had some. Maybe they're becoming more of a thing now. I, I, I don't know. I, I can't. Yeah, I can't but, say that definitively. But I, my my point being that you know a lot of you see these in like kind of more serious books and. It just, you know, they're, they're supposed to just be amusing and it's kind of like, well, you know, this is just silly. But yeah. I, I do agree that in this case, this is a serious book, but um, I felt that those ones did kind of feel like they, they didn't feel like, uh, oh, this is just some like extra yeah. silly thing. It, this it is felt, out of character. Right. It, it felt completely in character and um, like part of the whole rather than just like a fun little extra. Yeah. Because there aren't really any humorous moments in the, in the series in, in what we read so far, but there are like light moments, like where they're just making breakfast and talking. Yeah. Like, what do I want to do today? Oh, I'm going to get my rain boots. And you know, it's just kind of like when he screws up the uh, pie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I said, like a lot of domestic, I think the, do- the domesticity of their life rather than, I mean, there's really nothing else magical going on besides him existing, really. They're just living in their shack in the middle of the magic woods. I mean, that that's pretty magical in and of itself, isn't it? I guess so. The magic of friendship. <laughs> that is a very shonen thing. It shows up... It shows up uh, everywhere. Even in things that aren't shonen, like this. 
Yeah, I, I didn't. I forgot to look up uh, what this was originally published in. If it, if it is in a I magazine, I don't think I oh. saw that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's seen but uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah. not quite sure. I don't know either. But I, 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 I definitely get the vibe that it is serialized. There is like you know the moments of like you yeah. know, the new chapter repeating the like last couple panels of the previous chapter so that it probably was serialized i just forgot to look that up right um you know me always Sorry, prepared for these things we're bad at this apparently um, <laughs> but, i am um, oh go ahead so you know as as i mentioned i am i read the rest i love it i'm ready for the next volume to come out in september um very much looking forward to continuing about continuing with this um did you two uh, are you? Do you think that either of you will continue, or do you just like what you read for now? And I uh, see, oh, go ahead, Zach. Well, I was just gonna say I actually did put the third volume on hold at my library, but it's all the copies are currently checked out. So oh, okay. nice. Um, so I mean, it's good that it's popular, but yeah. Do we? Know, it's still ongoing, right? I mean, I can't imagine it. I mean, it yeah, just it's started. Still, it's still yeah. going. Like I said, there's four volumes out now and a fifth one on the way. Yeah. I don't think this would be something that, that will last forever. I mean, it's probably going to be summed up in a couple, I would hope a couple, you know, like less than maybe 15 volumes, but, um, which in manga isn't that long. That's, that's short. That's like a short story. (laughs) So according, I guess, according to that monster was basically a short story. A monster is way more text heavy than this. Yes, that's these were these were very breezy, and the 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 chap the uh, volumes were pretty short too. I think they were only like maybe 140 between 140 180 yeah, pages. Yeah, they were pretty short. Um, I'm not sure yeah. because they don't have um, like. I don't think they have chapter like um, like a table of contents type thing at the beginning. No, I don't think so. Um, not the format I can remember. Yeah, they are they are pretty thin. They feel even like smaller than like a typical Viz Shonen volume, you know? Right. Yeah. With the magic of the internet, I've found that they're 180 pages. Uh, well, I guess that's oh, pretty standard. Yeah, I think that's the standard. Like, they, I, I re- it is mo- mostly through like the pacing and um, yeah, the like kind of lighter panel use. I think. I guess I was just a little gun shy in suggesting we read three because I was used to us, you know, choosing maybe almost too many volumes and being like, oh no, this is all, this is actually a lot more than I expected. But in this case, I was like, oh crap i wish we would have officially read three but well if you liked it as much as me as me you would have read four i will eventually i just didn't so. get a chance <laughs> so i think it's probably safe to say that i like this perhaps the most I've yeah got. i think so i think so yeah i i i just really i i love this i struggle to even come up with any criticisms of it it's one of those things that like i feel like if i came up with something it would it would be huh nitpicking yeah it would be you know it'd be like a it would remind me of when i was uh formally writing reviews for multiversity where sometimes i'd be like i gotta think of something um i I probably shouldn't have done that yeah Um, don't don't tell brian brian if you're listening (laughs) that's not true um but you know just sometimes yeah I i just feel like i would have to specifically single out something and say oh i guess that wasn't very good but i there was nothing really wrong with it i mean i couldn't think of anything like oh that was dumb or that didn't make sense and i wish they would have explained this right now you know i mean yeah i mean i I, it wasn't like the best thing i've ever read but yeah I, i quite i quite enjoyed it um a thing i do see about this that i think is a little disingenuous is that i see it compared to the series ancient magish bride a lot and from what I know of that series, that seems, I don't know, not the most accurate thing and maybe kind of weird. It's its aesthetically <laughs> similar and that's about it. Aesthetically, even, oh, is and, it then, and then even then, it's kind of not, this is much more, um, this is more fairy tale-esque, whereas yeah. that is more like, fantasy i guess which i do feel like there's a distinction there is absolutely. yeah like like in the sense of like 
maybe there's like an adventure to go on or something to collect. Yeah. Or explore of. in Ancient Megas Bride. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah. I think just the way it's presented. Yeah, because this story feels very much like characters are just existing in this world and something is going to happen to them mm-hmm. rather yeah. than like they're going to go on an adventure. I think everything is probably going to take place in this world or, well, I mean, you know, there are two worlds, but I mean, they're not going to traverse mountains or right. you know, the, the cast super far away. The cast in, in Megas Bride is much bigger. Um, the The mythology is maybe like a little more specific. The, the scope is a little bit bigger than this. Um, right. It's, it's presented as more of like what you would really expect, I guess, from like an epic's not the right word, but a, a large <laughs> fantasy story. Whereas this right. feels more like a small fairy tale yeah. type thing. Yeah, exactly. Like it feels very contained. And even I, I, that was just the sense I got, even when you see like the soldiers and stuff, you don't really see their faces. The only faces you really see clearly are, I guess, um, well, you see her aunt's face, but I mean, Shiva and the teacher. And, um, you know, they, they're just like kind of random knights from fantasy land Europe, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe the, maybe the kingdom has a name and maybe that'll get expanded on more. But like, clearly the focus is on you know, the two main characters and, you know, they're not going to do a ton of like world building probably, mm. which is fine. That's not the focus of this. There's the inside and the outside. And yeah. We even got that in a nice really little to... storybook uh, fashion. Um, nice little expositing from our, from the teacher reading the story. Fairy tale within a fairy tale. How about that? I like that. Hey, getting meta now. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess, um, Walter, I know you've read further, so I guess you don't really have any predictions, but I guess, I don't really know, like, I'm assuming, like, we're going to find out the origin of Shiva and why her aunt left her there. I mean, supposedly she was cursed, but seems like there's more to it because, you know, they call her the girl from the other side. So maybe she was born there or something, but for some reason she's human and that's what makes her special. I don't know. I'm not the writer, so I'm probably coming up with really yeah. And I mean, if we've proven, theories, if we've proven <laughs> anything, it's that we can't predict stories at all. So that's <laughs> true. Well, I still have my really good food wars prediction, but that's for the second oh, half. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, I guess we can talk about Podcast. that. Then. It may happen. It may happen. So you got any uh, concluding thoughts on on the girl from the other side? Love it. It was Walter, really, that's my thought. <laughs> Walter is now the girl from the other side He's... boy. <laughs> that's me. That is quite a mouthful, but sure, we can call you that now. Yeah, I liked it a lot too. Maybe not as much as Walter, but I'm definitely going to uh, mooch off of his Kindle purchases and uh, keep up with this. I don't know how much longer or how for much further ahead it is in Japan, but hopefully we'll keep getting them at a at a steady clip. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those rare books without a wiki page, so I can't track. Yeah, I mean, and I didn't want to look up too much about it before I read it because it kind of seemed to have this mysterious air, but I did want to learn more than just like two sentences about it. And it was kind of hard to find that information without just basically looking at reviews. And I didn't really want to do that. So yeah. Yeah, this, this, um, because apparently Nagabe is a, um, actually a, they call it a manga studio. So from but, as far as I can tell, it's not just one person. But I've seen other people refer to as him. Refer to yeah, Nagabe as a single person. Yeah, so so, so even they're kind of shrouded yeah, in mystery. Ambiguity there. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, we we also recommend research this. is hard. <laughs> hey now. <laughs> yeah, but I think overall we we recommend this. I'll be I'll be interested to see if we ever find a manga that we're all like we thought we would love this and actually it sucks. Oh. Or that, like, two of us hate and one of us loves, or vice versa. <laughs> I, um, well, this doesn't make sense. Maybe it does. I found out where it was originally published, at least I think. Um, it, looks like, it looks like it was published in a magazine called Monthly Comic Blade, but. Oh, I've never even heard of that. It's, huh. it, it ended in July of 2014. 
Hmm. But it's oh. as as one of the series. Interesting. Like the the magazine ended. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Because huh. I don't think that's weird. Because I thought this. I thought this came out after that. Okay. I guess. Well. Anyway. <laughs> oh man, the plot thickens. Like the the like meta <laughs> mystery around this series is even as it's as interesting as the the mystery in the series. Truly, this was the comic from the other side. Oh, my. And on that note. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. (laughs) On that note. um, Walter, do you want to tell everyone what we're reading next month? Yeah. uh, Next month, we'll be looking at the first two volumes of uh, Buddha by uh, the, you know. Manga legend. Yeah, the legend Tezuka. Yeah. Samu Tezuka. Um, I've read the first volume of it once, but it's a long time ago, pretty much um, forgotten a lot of the details. Um, but, you know, as you might divine from the name, it's uh, loosely about um, the like legends surrounding uh, the Buddha. The Buddha. Um, I, it actually starts well before um, that, um, from what I remember. Mm. So, and it, you know, the, It'll be a bit of a change of pace for us, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think we should probably read the most famous and prolific, one of the most famous, most prolific manga authors. That, yeah, That probably. would seem to make sense. Good idea. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a short break. And uh, when we get back, we'll be talking about uh, April in Shonen Jump. Hi, I'm Paul, the host of the Comic Syllabus Podcast, a weekly show on the Multiversity Network of Podcasts. We read widely and we dig deep, bringing different analytical approaches to our study and appreciation of the wide variety of comics out there. Along with comics teachers, critics, and creators, we do close readings of classic and current exemplars of the medium. And we invite you to join us every Tuesday here at MultiversityComics.com. So let's dig deep. All right, and welcome back to the segment where we talk about the past month in Weekly Shonen Jump. And um, to begin, uh, we're going to jump into the two um, one-shots that were in two of the issues from this month. And the first one was called Inishie no Horobiman by Hiroshi Shibashi. And I do not know what else he has done. There was another... I I was slightly confused about the way that it appeared in the magazine because... Um, they they like had an ad for some other comic that uh, by the same by the same uh, mangaka um, before that one that looked very similar, and so at first I was confused, uh, like, oh, is this just one of those one shots where mm-hmm. um, where they like do like a one shot of a series that's now like on hold or on hiatus or just finished? Um, but no, this was something new. Um, it was okay. Yeah. He worked as an assistant on a Steel Ball Run arc of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so that automatically makes him okay. talented in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, but 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 seriously speaking here, <laughs> that's us, super serious. Yeah. Um, I know I know that there's like some manga that you know start off with a one shot. Um kind of like a you know like the equivalent of a pilot and i definitely got vibes of that with this that there's yeah. like maybe hopes that it could become like a series because it you know it didn't really like tell a complete story no it pretty much just ended kind of on a okay let's just end it here moment and right. it wasn't really even a cliffhanger or anything yeah I think. De- definitely just like a vibe of like this is a story that could continue maybe it will maybe it won't uh, right and i couldn't really care either way if it does continue or not. It's, uh... oh my, I don't think I would read it, to be honest with you, because it was just, again, we say this a lot, but I mean, especially this, I mean, it, you know, it just, it was basically like kind of a spirit fighting thing, like kind of a, kind of like like an Inuyasha or... Inuyasha, Bose Beats. Bleach, or, Bleach. You know, well, Bleach is more iconic than, right. interesting than either of those two, but... 
at least Bose Beats had like a character I remembered and <laughs> uh, like I remember what he looked like. I don't think I could remember. What was that other one that we just had too? There was yeah, um, there, there was another was, similar one. That was, I forget the name of that. One. It was in this one. last. It was this last batch, right? Just, just yeah, last. We talked was, about it last month, and yeah. I've already mostly forgotten. Yeah, that. it was the one where they were um, trying to get the pieces of that. And he was like eating the body eating parts. the body parts. Yeah. So that yeah. at least was interesting, right? That this, was memorable, but this it was just like kind of sealing things with kind of this vague magical power, and yeah, it was not it, much yeah. going for it, guys. Not much going for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, best of luck if, if indeed the point was for Shibashi to. You know, kind of pitch this as a potential ongoing best of luck. Yeah, maybe. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be offended if it, <laughs> you know, continued on, and maybe I'd give it another chance. Yeah, I would maybe, if it like became a real series, I would maybe try to see if like, as a monthly or a monthly as a weekly, it would be something that he's. At, it sounds like he's actually trying to make a real plot with, and yeah, I would maybe read the first five chapters or so, but. This this little uh, this little uh, one shot did not captivate me. Yeah, the art the art even um, yeah the... I, the the art didn't even strike me either. Just overall very fine. It like, would, yeah. I wouldn't even really say fine. I would just say like kind of below I mean, mediocre. Yeah, the, I mean, the not, art was not, okay. Not like amateurish, but yeah, but I, I'd give it just like a decisive five. Okay, just extremely. Yeah average in every way right five out of ten not five out of five if that wasn't clear (laughs) yeah it's it's completely average in every way um and then we had um a bit more different yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) okay i was just making sure that's where you were going um then we had a build king the one shot by um mitsutoshi shimabukuro who uh, wrote Toriko. So you can kind of imagine maybe how crazy this might be. This says about, you know, it's it's about buildings, but it's just about as much about buildings as Toriko is about food. Or as about one piece is about like real pirates. Right. It's uh, <laughs> very loosely. Um, it was it was definitely imaginative. It was kind of fun. If there's if there's one thing you can say about uh, Shimabukuro has quite an imagination. <laughs> um, right. And it gets to the points of, of um, extreme weirdness, I would say. I didn't... I read... Toriko was probably the worst manga to ever just pick up at, in the middle of. Right, when we like, s- started it, reading Weekly Shonen Jump. It gets so, it was, like... Yeah. <laughs> but I think... Supremely I, weird that I had, I had to drop it. Not because I hated it, but just was like, I can't... I literally can't follow this. But I, th- I think we made a reference before on the podcast that, like, you know, even people who right. were reading Toriko were just like, no, 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 that's They're not like, it. It's no, just weird. It's extremely weird, yeah. And, um, you know, it was interesting, but, like, at that point, I was like, I am not going to go back and read 300 back chapters of this. So this was a bit more straightforward than that. Yeah. Um, still Pretty very simple. odd at points. Um, it's um, It's interesting because, like, the main character visually is almost exactly like um are you you guys familiar with dragon quest builders oh yeah yes. he does yes oh you know he also kind of looks like the guy from dragon quest monsters yeah terry from dragon yeah quest you're monsters. right that's right yeah even has a little hat yeah um he actually looks a lot like him now except he doesn't have like the hair coming out but um but all, all the other designs you know with the house itself when it like Makes its battle form the house thieves. I forget what they're. They were basically Team Rocket. Yeah, they, they yeah. ruled. Yeah, they, I mean, they were the best part for me. They were awesome. They were just like these big burly burglars that were just, just stealing houses. All, all about you know they're they're a good Marxists. All about the abolition of private property. Oh my yes. goodness! Yes. Um. Is basically I just kind of liked how at the end he's going like, wouldn't it be cool if a house was a Gundam? <laughs> that, that's probably exactly how this started. I just, I just kind of liked how just the internal logic of the story was like, wouldn't this be cool? Yeah, let's roll out. On, or I don't even really know that much about Transformers, but like it just kind of, you know, assembled into, I forget what the word was, but like, you know, all of its moves were based on like 
building technology like foundation shot and there was another one that was really funny i forget what it was but it was just goofy man but it, but i think in a good way overall yeah it was very very inventive and you know amusing um this kind of i well i feel like this also has the possibility that maybe there was a intent that maybe this could be uh picked up i feel that um even if that was uh shima Bukuro's, uh intent yeah. i felt that it felt more complete it yeah it was handled story. better this feels like you know it feels like something you could just read once and be like oh you know that was fun um but the possibility that there could be more whereas you know the previous one shot definitely just had this incomplete feel to it right yeah and also just like conceptually and in, in terms of execution this is a book that I feel would be a really interesting welcome addition to Weekly Shonen Jump. Yeah, it would be kind of just like the filling the hole maybe that Toriko filled. Okay, maybe not in the same exact way, but yeah, the other the other story kind of felt like I guess this is going to sound kind of mean, but he just kind of like came up with it the night before he started writing it. <laughs> yeah. Whereas like this kind of felt like, you know, a little bit, you know, inventive. He thought about this and there's not really any other stories that I could like say are exactly like this one. So certainly different from pretty much anything else I've read. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was definitely goofy and childish, but Hey, it's got that uh, scatological humor that he also had in Toriko. Yeah. And I can just imagine like, if it continues, like what, what, what different kinds of houses would like, I guess a skyscraper, you'd get a skyscraper Gundam and a, uh, just the possibilities are endless. What are you laughing about? I'm sent. I have a joke that I cannot say on. I can. Oh no! I think I know where you're going with that. <laughs> anyway, uh, it was it was uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Let's move on before okay. I say something that uh, puts uh, multiversity on a watch list or something. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Um, <laughs> we also wanted to talk about um, My Hero Academia. Uh, this month, um, mostly because uh, I think we can all agree, gentle is Bay. Gentle is the um, best. Love him, my sweet boy. Yeah, he uh, he's pretty. He's legitimately awesome. Like maybe one of the best characters that have been introduced in the manga, and he has been introducing awesome characters over the past like two years. He's really been doing great at that. I know we always sing his praises, but like it's like you know you get that awesome arc of of with um with overhaul and then he gives you gentle it's like too much awesome stuff too much good stuff with my hero academia um yeah in particular you know this this past month we had the reveal with you know previous month uh we were you know still unsure what exactly is la brava's quirk it's Um, pretty cool yeah i mean it's the most shonen thing ever it's the power The power of love, you know. What's more great than that, though? But but then also like you know, this, <laughs> yeah, uh, having this again like goes to um, Horikoshi's love of um, superhero kind of fandom and all that. You know, we ha- we saw that already with Deku, um, who has a very, I guess you know, not not getting you know too into like gender roles or anything like that. But you know, Deku has like a very traditional like you know. Uh, more like a boy's kind of uh, excitement about like, oh, you know, keep, you know, like keeping track of power levels and all that. Right, you know? right. What, he's a fanboy. He yeah, he's a, a fanboy, fan you know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what, who could win in a fight and who, you know, what powers does this person have and what powers yeah. does this person have? Whereas La Brava, you know, has more of the, you know, kind of shipper uh, kind yeah, of, but she's uh, shipping herself with him. Yeah. And apparently, <laughs> right? Apparently, that is like you know reciprocated to some extent. Yeah, like you know, um, a literal Mary Sue of sorts. Um, just yeah, but yeah, she, it, I it's uh, like like pretty much everything else um, about uh, My Hero Academia that makes it great is you know just everything comes from this just love of the genre. And I think right. La Brava's, um, you know, power of love. Well, you know, there's that aspect, as you say, and just like in Shonen, you know, the power of friendship and all that. This, this like comes from um, 
that that same sort of just love of the genre that Horikoshi and tropes has. and just right. I mean, you know, storytelling conventions, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's um, really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, though I I have to uh, I have to say the other thing I really liked about this past month is we got a little bit of um, I'm assuming we got most of Gentle's backstory where it was basically revealed that he thought, I guess he just conceived or perceived himself as like unworthy of being a hero. Cause he just, he messed up pretty bad in school. And um, there was this one scene where he kind of interfered with one hero's attempt to save this guy from jumping off a building. And he just kind of thought, well, would I be a better villain? <laughs> you know? And he kind of went on this path of like um, chivalrous villainy, I guess, uh, a, a you know, combined with like I guess YouTubing his uh, his exploits, which is kind of funny. But like, he definitely has like a hero personality. I think I think he'll probably make a some kind of heel turn eventually. Though I hope I hope um, he still kind of keeps doing. See, I think I think that's happening soon, sooner rather mm. than later. Because may, maybe I just you know am forgetting things. But so at the at the end of uh, the latest chapter, um, you know, after their fight and all that. These people are approaching mm-hmm. La Brava and Gentle, and you know he says something like, "Ah, you know, it's you know the staff from the school." But mm-hmm. they were like, they? No, I don't think. No. I think they were those people in the woods before. Remember right. they showed that one guy who was like kind of burly. Right. So I. And, I don't think so. And those people, you know, they seem to be more serious villains, perhaps. I'm yeah, not sure. I don't. So. Yeah, something like that. I don't think it's it's not UA. It's right. not the school. Um, Though gentle, it's interesting that Gentle's power is not really offensive. It's more kind of like extremely. I mean, he can use it offensively, but it's more kind of just like a stalling tactic or kind of like um, a way to repel stuff. It's pretty cool. It's kind of just basically like putting, putting I, I trampolines in the air. <laughs> I, I heard that as like offensive, as in like I should be offended by it. When... Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I should have been clearer about that, but uh, yeah. The other thing too is that um, I, I just feel like, and maybe maybe they're not, he's not going to go this far with this, but Labrava's ability makes me think that you know maybe one day she'll fall in love with someone else, and her she'll try to power up Gentle, but it's not going to work because she loves someone else. I don't know. I ho- I kind of hope that doesn't happen because I like Gentle, and that would just be so depressing, but. I can't help but feel that like they've planted that seed and maybe that's going to happen. Yeah, that so it could. Who knows? And at some decisive moment, it gives like a boost to somebody else. Yeah, but she has to say their name, the name of the person she loves. That's right. The most. But yeah, I guess we'll see with uh, what's going to happen with them. Um, I don't really know. Like, I, I, I don't want General to go away. He's so cool. <laughs> I, I, I do think there's going to be some. He he definitely does have that vibe of he's going to um, go do, back to he's, he's going to do some good stuff and then go back to being like kind of evil but not really. You know what? Maybe he'll get maybe as she's filming this, he'll get more popular doing something truly good. Ooh, that's a good idea. You know, yeah, I, like, that that does sound kind of uh, because. But but as far as we know, he has he's not very popular uh, doing his like little kind of petty villainy. Right. Um, only with her, I guess, and some other hardcore fans. Hey, he's gonna find out that it's cool to be good. God, I just really want I really want that gentle um, side story just of him. Yeah, if, if you know, we've talked about you know if there were like more spinoffs in the line of uh, what, what was the uh, one series Vigilantes? Oh yeah, um, yeah. If they continue to do that, I think that he strikes me as one who could right. like, support his own. Yeah, and we were talking about it last time that he he feels like a character that was kind of made for that. Though I hope he still does have like a, a big role to play in the actual mainline story. So yeah, because he he definitely uh, gives me vibes of of um, I, I have a feeling that he was partially inspired by the hero uh, Green Arrow. I don't know if you would agree on that, Zach. Hmm. Uh, he's he's got yeah, the visual with the mustache, yeah. but as well, like he's kind of he tries to style himself at least that he's you know like a sort of like benevolent, um, anti-authority kind of revolutionary kind of guy, which you know has been Green Arrow's thing since the seventies. 
Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> so I kind, of, I kind of get a Green Arrow vibes from him in a way. Um, yeah, which, he's very striking. Which which would uh, make it more make make more sense if he does like you know fight for the good guys at some point, right? Um, because yeah, Green Arrow is one of those characters who you can see sometimes you know maybe a writer using him in more of an antagonistic role. Uh, so likewise, you know, this could be like you know just a mirror image of that in a way. So I guess we can hope for my hero, gentle criminal, in the future. He's my hero. <laughs> oh, what if he like crosses crosses over into that like vigilante series? I could see him he being like be a character that like bounces back and forth. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't think about that. He actually. could be the main villain of that series, <laughs> <laughs> or like you know, sort of guiding figure. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. I actually huh. read I, yeah, I can almost see him like joining that, like being like a mentor figure. I haven't read that series in a while, I, but um, I kind of want to see him clash with um the bad guys of this series of of oh, gosh uh, Shigaraki's group because there's no way he would be down with that. Yeah, he, He'd be like, you guys are not gentlemen at all. What is yeah, wrong he's, with he's you? He's the classic, you know, villain with morals. Yeah, he doesn't want some sort of code. Yeah, well, okay, maybe not like morals. Very strong morals, but Something yeah, like the honor code of some kind. <clears throat> All right, so um, another series we wanted to talk about was um, Robot Laser Beam this month, where uh, the, well... The Dawn the, Traps. The Dawn Traps, which was... Well, so far we've only seen one. Yeah. But apparently there are more. Were there more? I don't know. I, I thought that the, that seemed to be like the one trick up his sleeve. They were called the Dawn Traps, plural, though. <laughs> I mean, so when when he first said this, of course, Robot Laser Beam is a sports manga where a lot of ridiculous things happen. You have, you know, Robo is like 120% X laser. You have... Um, no, he's like, got a, he can only use it a certain amount of times. Like, have, he's got some yeah. kind of power bar or something. And you, you have... Um, oh, what was the name of the guy who's, like, been primarily playing against in this round. Ginro? Ginro. Yeah, Ginro. Yeah. You know, you have Ginro climbing up into the tree like a wolf. That was funny and when he um when he uh, hit the ball from the tree. I was that was pretty that was par for the course of uh, Robot Laser Beam. Uh, um <laughs> So yeah, you have all this ridiculous stuff happen. So you know, we were we were speculating like what could the Dawn traps be? Is he Yeah, like, we were thinking that was Is some he like crazy... somehow affecting the weather? Or... Yeah, I was like, is he is he have a fan set up somewhere and he's like changing but, the wind? But no, it just turns out a very mundane, like, you know, <laughs> trick of uh adjusting the flags or the pins, yeah, whatever they're called. The pi- yeah, the um the flag, you know, marking the um I don't I don't read sports manga to actually learn about the sport. Yeah, who does? <laughs> um but, So yeah. that, that was interesting and it was clever, but at the same time if Kind of had like a bit of weird dissonance with everything else being so like ridiculous and extraordinary. I was kind of, you know, I was expecting him to have like mines set up in the <laughs> on the golf course, and if they stepped on it, they might lose a leg or something. <laughs> okay, that would never happen, and even in this manga, probably. But apparently, you know, he he might have one more than one trap. I mean, I don't know. He seemed pretty done at this point. <laughs> he, he, he seemed defeated. <laughs> you know, once there was. Weird scene where he got like tackled by a cow, which I felt felt kind of like out of. Oh yeah, that it was felt odd. it felt kind of not in like it was in a different manga or something. Like it was like, oh, he's such a doofus. Like <laughs> yeah, that was a weird. I didn't. One. I don't know how I feel about that, but um, he's like, yeah, I'll get you, Robo. It was like it was very like uh, mustache twirly. Um, yeah. I guess we'll, we'll see. I, I really want the emperor to come back. I really want the the best. The best rival to come back. Uh, best boy. The guy who, uh, you know, flew them in, uh, parachuted Robo and his friend did. Yeah, Gin- Ginro's all right, but... Oh, he's not as good as the Emperor. He's one of the weaker uh, yeah, he's opponents like, so far. He's like, you don't... He's, yeah, he's like a hothead. And... Yeah, he's just he's basically just like, yeah, like a typical... Um, it's, okay, it's okay when it's like his, his caddy. I, I've definitely forgotten his caddy's name. Um, oh, yeah, that was kind of funny. That, he, he how they have like the him. juxtaposition of like how the caddy's very calm and collected. Doesn't the caddy think he's kind of dumb? Um, yeah, he, but he like, kind of you know, snickers him, at him a lot. Well, yeah, you know, kind of recognizing that he has like raw power and all that. Yeah, they said something about him having focus. like instinctual. Yeah, yeah. Which, of course, is a real thing. Um, 
totally not just made up for it i forget what they said that robo had but like apparently his ability was like contradictory to or was like in contrast to ginra's ability he's like you won't be able to fight someone with like that much of instinctual power where you have just like raw talent it's like okay i guess this this is how sports works like like the juxtaposition of those abilities didn't really make sense but then again it could be worse they could have literal power levels of golfing I mean, that's what Robo pretty much has, you know, just 110%, <laughs> 120%. That's literal power levels. Well, no, that's when he's unlocking the X-Laser, though. That's just he's doing... Yeah, I can't believe still, I'm explaining this this series. <laughs> it's still a quantification of <laughs> whatever. It's, it's a fun manga. It's, it's very fun. fun. Um, yeah, it's it's a... Uh, I like... Uh, I, think it's, I think it's pretty... Um, I like that Robo kind of, I like, I do like that it's still kind of a personality thing or kind of a character thing for him to kind of become more sympathetic to his friends and to defend them more. Yeah. It's, uh, I'm glad that wasn't just kind of cast to the wayside once they were like, okay, uh, here's Robo's personality. Um, then we're going to just forget about it because we, all we care about is the golf part, but yeah, Yeah, I like that that hasn't been abandoned. Yeah. One of the more compelling, uh, things of the, uh, story i think has been with with the dawn um how basically you know robo um wants to basically teach the dawn a lesson for yeah being rude being rude um that felt it it was definitely one of them or like you know uh connected a bit more there um yeah sometimes sometimes robo seems too too much like a Aloof. written a written character, not a real person. You know? Yeah, they're like uh, he's got to react this way because that's who he is. Right. Like, but I um, thought that that was uh, very well done. Yeah, I think I think when it matters, like I mean, when he's just golfing, I don't really think they're gonna have great character moments. But yeah. between kind of like in the little free time area uh, scenes we see, um, I think we're definitely gonna get some more development with him and hey maybe we'll see more than one girl i think there was i think there was one girl golfing in that tournament yeah there's also some more weird uh gay panic kind what of there was but wasn't wasn't there something about like one of them being disturbed that like one of one of the golfers was a like extremely like oh yeah that, that was earlier i think there was yeah there was a guy with long hair and he was kind of a pretty boy and they and were like, like some... i can't believe i'm attracted to him or yeah. something like that yeah yeah i mean fun stuff it it uh it hasn't really come up and I, I actually thought that was a girl too i until i think they they um clarified it later but um yeah i mean it's it's it, it is what it is. And I'm not saying that that excuses everything, but I just, I, it hasn't, it hasn't made me like, you know, totally, uh, you know, shut, um, you know, walk away from this comic yet. So, uh, I guess I have, a, I guess I have a pretty high tolerance for slightly problematic <laughs> things. I don't really know any other way to say it. I mean, I do read Food Wars every week. Yeah, guilty, guilty as charged there. Yeah, and, and like it's funny because when we talk about food wars, we we kind of just gloss over. Like, yeah, they were like half naked, almost pretty much, except for like maybe like three areas of whiteness. Pretty much just naked people on this page. But anyway, on the next page, you know, we just kind of gloss over that. But so, but but then in comparison, like stories that don't always have that stuff, the kind of titillating scenes they seem more, you know, bad in comparison. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know how long this, this current arc is, uh, this current tournament is going to go. I feel, I feel like, like, uh, this round at least isn't going to be much longer. I forget how many holes they had left, but I don't think it was many. Um, probably only a couple more chapters. Yeah. I feel like they've got like five or six holes left, something like that. Yeah. And they and they tend to gloss over a couple. Yeah, of them. they do. Like you yeah. know, they each got par on so, three holes. And, yeah, yeah. I, I I feel like uh, his match with Ginro is very close to being done. Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll fight Mira this time. Actually, is Mira? Um, was he competing on this one? I think so. I think so. I can't remember if the Emperor was. I think I think he was. Emperor, yeah, he was yeah. there. Yeah, Emperor was there. Emperor definitely was. Um. Yeah. Um. 
feel like a lot of the other stuff uh, in the magazine this week was like a, a lot of stuff like nearing conclusions, new beginnings, uh, some good chapters, but maybe not as much meat to talk about those. those. Right. Yeah. Um, I think we'll definitely have more to talk about with, for example, One Piece next month because the arc uh, did pretty much end this month, but um, I kind of wanted to wait until we got more before <clears throat> really talking about it in depth. Plus it kind of um, just fizzled out rather. Yeah, than... it kind of just fizzled out. It kind of just felt like Oda was like, see ya. I don't really feel like ending this uh, definitively or in a very exciting way. So here you go. <laughs> um, but uh... thankfully now we're going to get back to the good, the best characters and I'll be really happy to talk about One Piece every, every month again. <laughs> um, yeah, and pretty much the other ones, um, Food Wars is kind of nearing its uh, the end of this particular little uh, shokugeki. Uh, hopefully we're going to see Azami um, get floored by food. <laughs> I forget, what was your what was your theory that was going to happen? My, my prediction is that... The, the entire audience is, since his thing is that like people near him when he says something mm-hmm. um, disrobe, either A, you know, it'll be, you know, the big reveal that wouldn't be, you know, that big of a deal for the comic, but this is going to be the one thing that makes him disrobe. Yeah. And or B, the like is. the entire stadium, because it's going to be so overwhelming. That right. <laughs> that's that's oh, what I'm, that's what I've got my fingers crossed for. Asami. I almost want to watch the show just to see how they do him. I don't really have any interest in watching the actual anime, a lot of it, but speaking of which, Promise Neverland is getting an anime. Um, oh, really? I hadn't seen yeah, that. Yeah, I saw, I saw it as, I didn't see much information. I think it was just kind of a quick announcement, but yeah. That's definitely one where, um, do you know which studio is doing it? I don't know. Okay, because... I feel like that could lose a lot if it just kind of became like a more generic house style. Um, I, th- yeah, I think that yeah. the, the unique style of uh, right. the, um, does so much to it that I, I feel like it would be a big disservice. To, yeah. It's kind of yeah. like um, some other series do, like One Piece kind of did eventually. Right. Um, but yeah, I thought that was worth mentioning since we, we haven't talked about it for a bit, but that it's cool that it's getting more recognition. We still we like it. I've just been a bit kind of yeah bored of it lately. With yeah, it's it's, just, it's a weird lull right now. Yeah, yeah. I like the demons still, and I kind of like their their conceit. But um, it's one of those things where, like, weirdly, like this is the most action packed it's ever been. But yeah, but like, there's so many extra characters, and they're kind of just all doing different things, and it's just about tactics and stuff that I don't really yeah care that much about it. Kind of dragging on and on. It's like, when is, when is Norman going to come back and like save the day or whatever, or whatever he's going to do. But yeah. Um, anything else you want to touch upon or is that pretty much summing up? I think that's about it for me. But you, yeah, Zach? That's pretty much it. Um, no Boruto this month, but oh, yeah. um, there's some juicy spoilers out there for the next issue. Oh, um, are, they, are you excited uh, about that or? I kind of am. There's like a page that got leaked. And oh yeah. Yeah something kind of big <laughs> happens so i'm i'm pretty excited sweet sweet we'll have to we'll have to talk to you about that next month hopefully we'll have we'll we'll check in with you um the the, the boruto, boruto the boruto newsboy <laughs> yes that's me <laughs> all right cool well um if you want to join us in the book club uh for next month we're going to be reading the first two volumes of buddha by osamu tezuka and um, I think that pretty much is any other news we need to. No, I don't think so. Um, you can always follow us on Twitter. Um, my handle is or username, whatever. Handle, and, yeah, it's uh, yeah. <laughs> is Waltor W A L T O R R. I have a new handle. Um, it's at Cosmos, of course. Um, pretty much the same old stuff. Um, feel free to at me about pretty much everything and I'll uh I'll talk to you. I don't bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'm still at SirFox89. Um I don't bite either unless you're tweeting um bad things about Naruto. About, like 
Well, that or like release the Snyder Cut. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, release the Snyder Cut. It's about time. Stand by Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next month to chat about Shonen Jump and first two volumes of Buddha. Until then. Later. Bye. Bye.